Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How y'all doing? Thank you for tuning in to him. My name is Aaron, and I just want to bring you guys into this little conversation we're about to have. How you doing, Malik? What's up, what's up, what's up? How you doing, Stevie? Hey, y'all, what's up? How you doing, Trey? Hey. Fantastic. Yo, I want to start off by asking, what's everybody going on? What's What's everybody got going on this week? Like, what, what's been going on this week for you guys? Because me, I've just been working, you know, dealing with the corporate life and trying to figure out how to smile and not have that smile seem like I want to choke you out, you know, um, and answering phones and printing out stuff. But, you know, it's just me. It's just been sleeping, working. What, what you been up to, Malik? What you been going on to Um, I've just pretty much been um, schooling. And some of you know, or like y'all know, I do my little internship. And um, I actually recently just started uh, TAing for um, a professor that I, you know, at my institution. So um, I actually had a a meeting with my supervisor for the TA position this week. And um, it really went well. This is like my first job in the field of education, I guess you could say. So um, it's been very challenging. Hmm. Uh, The fact that I'm an English major, but I'm actually teaching a math course is... um, crazy um and just thinking trying to teach someone math is wow it's 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 really crazy but everything is going well but the teacher uh the lady was like um you know you have to do more hours so i'm currently like so scared because my schedule is already packed and it's just like where am i going to get these hours from you know like where where am i going to put this in my schedule but overall it's been a pretty pretty cool week and um i'm happy to be back on this mic and talking to my girls and hey. my family you know happy to hear it yeah. what's going on with you stevie how's your week been um my week's been pretty good um just been working as well um trying to refocus and recenter myself because i'm about to go on vacation really really Ooh, soon. vacation i'm going to vegas baby i'm going to vegas uh but that's pretty much it on my party I didn't really have too much going on this week. Well, as long as you end up on a roof somewhere on a mattress and then your friends got to find you real hangover they style, know, you know what I'm saying? Find me. Listen, they're looking for me, they'll find me, but if they ain't, they ain't. <laughs> this is how it's going to be. They ain't going to find the kid, but I am going to Vegas okay. and that's pretty much it. That's all I've been doing this week and working. That's it. Fantastic. What's going on with you, Trey? Lord. Um, <laughs> I have been doing nothing but going to school I haven't been slacking with schoolwork, but you know, with the podcast debuting last week, I mean, who could do work? Um, But no, I'm getting work done. I'm making sure I get all my grades done and in because you know, you can't be slacking with that. That's my future. But no, that's really it. I've been doing that. I've been working on this next month's edition of the playlist and that's really it. That's all I've been doing. How about you? Other than working, I think I've really just spent a lot of time thinking about how New York City works. I think that in general, we're all striving for something. I think that, you know, you you see it not only when people talk about it, but you see it just when you're walking down the street, when you're riding the train, what have you. And so the thing I've really been thinking about is how do you know when you've done your best? Like what's how do you know when you've reached maybe not perfection, but maybe a, a form of it in Whatever situation that, you know, is going on, whether it be a relationship, whether it be work, uh, whether it be school, how do you know when, you know, you're putting your best effort out? And that's something that's really been like on my mind, you know, all week. So I wanted to ask that, you know, of my fellow 
members. So I'm gonna start off with you, Malik. So how how do you know that you've done your best? Look, why did I know you was gonna ask me first, bitch? Cause <laughs> um, I want to say that usually a sense of calm comes over me, like when I know that I put my best foot forward. Generally speaking, with work and like things that I produce, like in, in my own merit. Um, I would say really like I get a sense of like peace that this is me. I've put like my hard work into this. I know that I can't produce anything better than what I've produced. And this is, you know, that's how I ride with it. And we were just speaking about like the podcast and how like this has been so, um, it's been an amazing process for us. And, um, our debut episode came out. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to those who listened. Yes. Thank you to those who came to the website. Yes. To our page on Twitter and Instagram. We retweeted our tweets, liked our tweets, liked our Instagram post. And um, it was just a just just a beautiful feeling. Like some people text us, some people emailed us. Mm-hmm. And um through the extensions of y'all, I have family, I have new friends, and it's just so amazing to be able to interact with them. But um, I, I honestly was just floored by how well we did, and I look forward to producing more episodes. But once we produced what we produced last week, it was nothing like touching that. And it was so great to record and to walk away and to be at peace with what we created, because it's rare that you ever feel like that as a creator. And that's the feeling that I'm learning, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, like, well, now with relationships, is totally different. Yeah. <laughs> that's a story in itself. Yeah. Right, it's a T. Hey, so um, I don't know, like with relationships, though, how I know I've done my best is just, um, it depends on the person because, you know, you can do your best and not get the results that you were looking for. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so I need y'all to come back to me on this one. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Stevie? What, how do you feel that you've, uh, you've done your best so you know you're putting your best effort in? Um, I have to be completely honest. I sometimes never feel that way. I never feel like mm. I'm done doing or I feel I'm at my best because there's always something that comes up that pulls me backwards a mm. little bit. And it's like we search for perfection and we know it doesn't exist. Um, my thing is I just have to sometimes bring it back in full circle and just get myself to a point where I can do that. But at right now, I can't answer that because it's just like I am always looking for my best, but never hitting it. And then you get people who tell you that you're doing your best, but in yourself, you're still saying to yourself, like, no, that's not. That's not right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh-uh. That's not right. You're not. That's not my best. I can do better. But it's just a... a a problem that I deal with all the time. Like I think that something is my best, but then I just have to take it back and just like, no, that's not my best. So I have to work on that a lot. Can I add something? I just wanted to say that like when you don't, I think that being a perfectionist can be very like volatile to Mm -hmm. your mental state, you know? Yeah. Um, Because I know that sometimes I can be so overwhelmed with, you know, achieving what I want to achieve, but it's not uh, healthy, you know, to always be in that state, you know, Um, even when you're like on your grind and you're like, you know, doing what you need to do, you still need to like take time to like 
remove yourself from your goals sometimes mm-hmm. and like rethink and to decompress because to always like be in that mode about like just achieving, accomplishing and grinding, mm-hmm. it could be it could be very taxing on the mental state. So But I, I- I feel like you need to always be grinding. Like for me, I, I'm a grinder Grind too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm That's in the true. casket. Like I need to grind. <laughs> and for me, like I'm never going to stop grinding. I'm yeah. never going to stop working. I'm never stop going to stop thinking that what I'm doing is not perfect. I still think there's a lot of things that I do now. Like even the podcast, mm-hmm. like last week's episode, I'm still thinking like there's a the little things here and there. The, this could be better. This could be better. But it's never, it's, it's just me wanting to update and upgrade myself. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to continue to upgrade yourself, not other people, but yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's Trey's book. But when do you like, when do you walk away? Like, say if we're working on like, if you're working on something work related or school related, when do you walk, walk away? I mean, I walk <laughs> yeah. away school related. I walk away once I know that. Is acceptable for the professor or the teacher. Um, in my personal life, I feel like I walk away when all options have been used thoroughly. Mm. Not used and, and, oh, it just didn't work, but used. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I, I, I feel like I've given up. And I'm not the type of person that gives up. I'm going to find a solution. One way or another, I'm going to find it. And if I don't find it today, I will find it tomorrow. So that's all I'm gonna do. Right. So yesterday, yeah, I um, I don't know. Like when I was thinking about it, I think that the conclusion that I came to was, it's easier to know when you're not at your best. It's easier to know when you're not putting your best effort in. And I think when you use that as kind of a yardstick, then you're able to take it, you know, to a place where you're putting your best out because you know automatically when you're not putting your 100% effort in. You know when you're at 80 or at 60 mm-hmm. or, you know, what have you. So once you identify that and then identify where it comes from, make steps to change it, I think then you're putting out your best effort. To piggyback off of what Stevie said, you know, to not know, that's not a bad thing. I mean, you at least you're aware of that, the fact that you don't know. I think that, you know, most people move in obliviousness when it comes to these sorts of things. And it's a good thing to be aware. So maybe it's not possible to achieve perfection. But I think that, you know, as long as you're putting in at least a good 96%, I think that you'll be fine. Yeah. And, you know, putting your, your best out, I think that is your best, as long as you know and you're aware of, you know, how much effort you're putting out in the first I'm place. Taking that advice and running with it. I think it's also important to note, like, being prepared helps you do your best. Mm. Um, and preparedness just also, for me, I know it, like, really puts my mind at ease. And the older that I get, the more I realize how much preparedness is vital just to your um, existence and your survival in this world, you know? Um, I've went, I've just been so many places where... Um, let's just say like I've had things printed out and just so organized that it like really shocks people sometimes because it's just like the, the regular or average person is not as prepared mm. as, me. um, me, you know, um, and that actually sets you apart from the rest of your peers or the rest of your colleagues or whatever, um, setting you're in, you know, um, but, but definitely, um, in my times that, I do realize like how I've received growth or how I've grown as a person is through like going above and beyond my threshold and, and, and like really, really challenging myself to know that 
you're better, you can do more, you can learn more and you can achieve more, you know? So that's pretty much like my, the way I think in New York. I think obviously my mindset is a lot different being in New York as opposed to like living in Virginia mm. or any other place on this, this, this planet, yes. you know? Um, comfort. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And um, my whole two years here, two and a half is just a big blob of uncomfortableness, <laughs> but it has forced me to like, really, really like live outside and like be here fighting for my dreams and, and really working toward what I want in life. You know, um, I just really think of the, all the times that I doubted myself for moving here, but now I'm like so happy with my decision that bitch, I ain't moving, you know, I, I ain't going back. So yeah, that's like what I'll say on that. But I mean, I feel like doing your best is making yourself uncomfortable in the best ways possible. Mm. I mm. think that you have to, you can't be comfortable in any situation. You can't be comfortable in any facet of life. You have to be uncomfortable. You have to, to do your best is to push yourself to where you're questioning whether what you're doing is correct. And not to question like, oh, is this, this the right answer? But like questioning like, is this going to change me for the better or for the worst? And if it's changing you for the better, continue to push. If it's changing you for the worst, I mean, reevaluate, get it together, pull it back, um, have a, a focus group, do something. <laughs> just, just get yourself together because I think we are, we're known, people are known to just stay complacent and to have these dreams and to want to do your best in certain facets. And you're just, you're scared to, to change or you're scared to be uncomfortable and being uncomfortable. Like, look, I live in New York. I'm used to someone having my own space, being in my own room, things like that nature. And coming here, I'm sharing a room with a, 19-year-old white boy from Iowa. <laughs> um, Shouts out to you. Shout out to you. Yes, because I love him. He's literally the best roommate I could ask for. Such a but, sweetheart. Okay. But to just know that you, you don't you don't expect these things. I'm I'm not uncomfortable, right. but I'm learning to grow and to push myself. And that is what it's all about. If I've never had this experience, I don't think I'd be able to push myself in a workspace working with someone that is from Wisconsin or from South anywhere Dakota. anywhere that's not part of the nor, nor <laughs> the northeast of the US. I'm I'm not used to it and and I think me traveling has also helped do that. Yeah. It pushed my, my boundaries on different cultures and understanding that while we're not all the same, we all have basic principles that we all want to live by and we push ourselves in different ways. I just want to get off the topic right quick because something is on my heart. But um, I have a, a friend that it's, it's a female friend and it's someone that has like I've grown really, really close to since I've lived here and um, she has just been going through a lot and it has been so like disturbing almost to just sit there and go through things with her. And especially when like I've struggled and, you know, I fought for the little bit of clarity and peace I have that like, I really want to distance myself from her. Cause she like literally has too much going on. Like, and it's so, 
it's it's really affecting me in not, in in a not great way, like it, in a not so good way, you, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, girl, when is you gonna get somewhere and sit down? Bring yourself around. Like yeah. I love her that much, but it's just like, bitch, you got too much going on. You sometimes have too much on your own plate. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. I saw her the other day, and I really had to like give her the like, you know, you know how you see the girls out, and it's very much of like you know, more I'm on, girl. It was cute seeing you, but I gotta leave. I gotta pump. I like. Gotta make moves. Yeah. That's what it was given for me, but um, I don't want to be like a crut friend, but at the same time, like I I have to sustain and maintain my mental state, you know, at at all costs. So I'm not willing to like sit up here and like really really help someone if they're not helping themselves, oh, you yeah. know. So much, so much you can do sometimes. I mean, let's speak. I'm. I don't want to say I'm. A, I feel like I'm a great friend. I feel like I'm honest. I feel like I'm gonna tell you when you're wrong. I may shade you every once in a while, um, but I feel like if you can't push your friend to them making the right decision, then I think that 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 friendship is over because they have to be. For me, I feel like my friend needs to be able to accept that I'm pushing them not just for me wanting to have a friend that does this or does that, but for their well being. Like I don't want you in any way, shape, or form to be hindered or to be left behind because I'm going to evolve regardless. And I'm going to keep you in my life, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, you can be left. You can be left. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, just, bitch go. I think that like that's where I am with her. And um, I mean, unfortunately, like I said, I love her down, but it just comes to a thing that boo i can't i can't really do anything for you you know but like pray for you from a distance and like be like boo i hope for the best you know because i like i said i have my own things going on i have school i have work and i have things to sustain and another issue that i have with her like she only like wants to hang out and kiki when she's up but Mm. she like when she's down it's like i don't hear from her for like two or three weeks and it's just like well bitch what was you at? I was struggling too, too. you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so that's like the only thing like I want to say on that, but it, 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 it just gets to a point where I really have had to like clean up around the people that are around me, you know? Mm-hmm. Those big, you know, your friends, people don't always think about how much of an influence your friends can have on you, mm. on your mental state. And uh, not just that, but your goals and the things you do every day and, your job, your friends really, the people that you surround yourself with, not just, I mean, family, of course, as well, but definitely friends too. They can shape, you know, how you look at the world and how you do things. And you got to keep people around you that are doing the same thing as you, not necessarily when it comes to like industry or a job, but like people who have the same mindset. Because if you don't, if you have people, a person that is actively, you know, kind of dragging you down, not, not even necessarily on purpose, but just in general, you kind of have to, you know, maybe, take a step back or two because that relates back to self-care you have to take care of yourself right mm. and if you don't have a person that is like sharing the same mindset or viewpoint as you when it comes to the world mm. then you know you might find yourself in that same like mire with them and not to say you should abandon them because that's not a thing no, no, but no. you know you should take steps to either try to lift them up and if that's not working then it might be time for you to kind of you know Give them like a little yeah, space because yeah. it's important for you to stay up as well. You can't fall down there with them and then y'all are both just down there. But it's okay to let a girl go every now and then too. No shade. Let a girl go. There's nothing wrong with that. You got to cut them loose sometimes. Because friends can, go. they can shape you and they can really change who you are. I mean, I have a handful of people that I've become friends with over the years that have 
completely changed me and changed how I view the world and how I view, well, especially my own community. Uh, you know, I, when I was young, younger, uh, I'd say around 21. <laughs> Don't shade us 21-year-olds. Hey, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, maybe you might be a little farther than I was uh, mental health-wise, but I was a homophobic little shit. In uh, back in 2011, and um, oh, sh- don't guess my age, Jesus Christ! Wow, bam. Anyway, uh, yeah, no. So I I used to be really really terrible, just like you know, mental like in my viewpoint towards you know my community and the world. And it took somebody uh, becoming friends with me. It was really kind of involuntary. It was like we're gonna be friends. Like he just chose to be friends with me, and it was him that taught me to view you know, things differently in my community differently. His name is Demi. Shouts out to Demi. Uh, if you're listening, babe, I love you. Aww. And uh, the thing he taught me to look at the most differently was how I looked at films. And I think back then I was one of those guys that was like, oh, I can't, you know, if I want to date a girl, then I would just date a girl. Like, why would you, why would anyone date like a girly guy? Like I was literally one of those people. Like, please, like, <laughs> please travel back in time and kick me in the balls. And... <laughs> It was becoming friends with Demi, who was just so, like, unapologetically, like, femme and in your face, but so strong and so giving and kind and amazing. And it took being friends with him and being able to look beyond what's just on somebody's surface and knowing that it was just him. He wasn't putting on a persona. He wasn't trying to be something that he wasn't. He was just being him. And... So that, you know, that opened the door to me looking at things differently. And so now I've gained so many good friends. I've been in a few relationships and had some good sex. Um, let me not, let, let me not diminish it, but you know, uh, I think that looking back, you know, I'm really glad that I was able to become friends with him. And, uh, it makes me want to talk about femme identity for a second because that's really huge. Uh, especially in today's society, I think that fems do not get the credit that they deserve. And this is coming from a masculine guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they don't get the credit they deserve. They still get treated so awful. And I think that's awful, you know, and to, especially like now, you know, we, we're making steps and we're making strides, but we don't want to leave fems behind because they were the ones who started all this. And... I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fem myself. So I mean, I want to let the fem speak on it just for a second. You know what I'm saying? Hi. Yeah. What's your thoughts on fem identity and what does it mean to you? Um, It honestly means being who you are. Um, I think I'm as fem as it can be or can get sometimes. And I just feel like with me being fem, I just find myself being just me. Like, I can't cover it up I can't change it in any way it just comes out and it's sometimes you find yourself hiding it sometimes in different situations different places that you go you're gonna find yourself hiding it but I found out that I can't hide it at all as much as I sometimes need to because of what goes on in the world and what happens to people who are femme and who are dealing with finding themselves it's just like a lot but I find out that I can't do anything but be them you know like be yourself yeah just myself as a whole it just doesn't change at all yeah i um i like really want to say first of all shout out to all my sisters sister um and i also want to like say thank you to demi as well as like stacy 
um, because these are like two girls that I like came up with and um, they have not only been fit with me, but they've helped me like be comfortable in my sexuality as a gay man, but also as a femme gay man. Um, especially Stacy. Like I remember Stacy and uh, we didn't go to the same high school, but we lived in the same city uh, when we went to high school together. And I just remember Stacy just being like cunt boots and she's always been very unapologetic about her femininity. And um, it's just been someone that I've been able to like learn from and to also like admire and to appreciate. And um, actually it was also a blessing to see Demi and his journey um, as, as a femme girl, because uh, I was already on the scene before he came on the scene and I saw him like change, but just to see him be more and more comfortable with himself as I gained that same um, comfortableness as well was was a blessing. And um, I always, anytime that like I speak about femme identity and just um, femme in, in, in its entirety, like I always go on record by saying, I am, my name is Malik and I am a femme. Um, <laughs> I wear it with the badge of honor because it's something that like I've had to fight for mentally and physically, bitch, like mm. no shade. Um, like my journey, I remember in high school that I may, I've always been fem feminine by mannerism. Um, may, may not have always dressed feminine just because like when I was in high school, the girls were still wearing like Sean John, Rockaway and stuff. So like the whole, like the aesthetic wasn't quite in then, mm -hmm. but the girls were still using like the language and we was, you know, still like feminine. Then I went to Morehouse for two years and then that's when I got the aesthetic and the culture and I would start like clubbing. I started wearing makeup. Mm. I started wearing like, you know, women's clothes Ooh. and it was a journey. So like each step I've always had like this evolution and now being 28 and <laughs> yes, being <laughs> look, I just had a moment. I forgot how old everybody was. I'm still thinking that everybody is like 22, 23, 24. Right. And I just turned 21 for okay. the sixth time. We're the same age. Okay, yeah, okay. Ooh. But I was like 28 and then I was like, ooh, I had a moment. Like it was, they so, that's a raven. So sorry for the little pause right there. No, no, this is experienced pussy. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is grown woman pussy. Okay. So, um, yeah, like I just, it was a journey. And like now I'm so much more comfortable in my femininity. And um, and I no longer like, I remember back in the day, the girls, you know, when you would like meet up with a boy, it would just be like, are you femme? Are you, you know, like, are you mask? And I'm so happy that I don't have to go through that. Cause bitch, what, what kind of life is that? You know, like it's just too much. It's, it's very um, taxing. It's a very tedious life to kind of like always have these standards. And I feel like as femme men, we've always had so many standards to live up against yeah. on top of like just being gay men and being black in general. Um, but at the same time, I also like want to like, I know I'm all over the place, but just the duality of the gay man to be like masculine and feminine all at the same time is a beautiful thing, you know, because on one, one end, you know, I'm like cunt and I'm feminine. But at sometimes when I switch up, bitch, like mm. the boys really be gagging. Mm. So like just, to, you know, that 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 subtle nuance of just, well, he's 
a guy, but he has like feminine mannerisms, but he has on like tight jeans, but he's rocking Jordans. And like, just, it's Uh just so much Much. and so Mm -hmm. many T's. So it's just happy. Like, I'm happy to see that within myself. And when I see another feminine guy, it's just like, damn, "Damn, bitch, bitch, Uh that look good as fuck. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's amazing. I, um, you know, I, I just ongoing for me. It's, it's all about respect. I, I love my fems and I respect them so much because they live in a world that sometimes despises them. And, uh, the strength that they show every day is, is fantastic. I mean, to take it back to Stacy. Like, Stacy's one of my closest friends. I love you, babe, so much. Um, there's a, I can be myself around Stacy without having to, put on or or you know be anything that I'm not I can relax completely and just be and know that no matter who I am he's gonna love me and shouts out to Miles as well um, Miles is one of my closest friends and also a femme uh, I call him writer God and you know just, just being around these people you know they've influenced me and they've made me into who I am today and I love them for that and I think that there are levels to this privilege shit and being masculine, I think that I'm a little higher up on the privilege ladder than your average fam. And I think that we have all have a responsibility to those who are lower on the privilege ladder than we are. And so I feel that as masculine gay men, whoever y'all are out there, you know, it is your responsibility to take care of the fems because we are a community. We are a family. And if by chance you out here with the mindset that fem men are too much or they're extra or you know what have you one check yourself two become friends with one you know what i'm saying befriend somebody you know open your mind a little bit because these people have something to teach you not only about them but about yourself and i think that's really 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 super important trey what you feel about fem identity come on <laughs> let me tell you okay um for me this is all a learning experience i think that for me I'm still young. I'm still kind of figuring everything out. Just like when Aaron said he was young and maybe a little ignorant and full of a lot of stuff. Very but um, I just feel like I I don't know where I fit. Um, and I'm still trying to find myself. And so, like, I always, when uh, Malik was just talking about the the having your you're masculine, but yet you're feminine at the same time. I always think of, um, I was told this in high school that the Native Americans thought that people who were homosexual or believed that we had two spirits. And I've always lived with, and I always thought that I have my mama in me mm, and she mama. comes out very often. <laughs> but let me tell you, my father is also inside, deep down. And when it shows, it shows. So those two spirits, I feel like, always pull. And it's hard to, it's really hard, I feel like, in society and life right now at this time to make sure that you are being authentic to yourself, but also keeping yourself safe. And I think that that is something that no matter what you identify as, you have to protect each other. I think that is what is truly important. And let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's your boy Stevie. Thank you for listening to him. Head over to our SoundCloud and iTunes page and rate, comment, and share with a friend. We love you. And I think that's ridiculously important. Um, Finding yourself is difficult. It can take a long time. And 
it's an ongoing process, but as long as you are attempting to stay true to who you are and not what anyone else might think you should be or what have you, I think that you're on the right track and you're on the track to success. You know what I'm saying? On the train track, on the Long Island Railroad. Let me stop. Anyway, no, guys, I uh, I actually have some questions for y'all. You know, I, I think I want to I wanna, I wanna pose a few questions. Lord, I'm scared about these questions. <laughs> You know, I uh, you know I I'm I'm pretty nasty. Let me stop. Anyway, no. <laughs> what makes you want to work for this company? No. Uh, so I'm not sure if y'all know how I feel about music. I um I'm constantly tweeting some song in all caps, usually spelled incorrectly because I'm uh wailing it out, and uh, my songs change from day to day, but. Keeping in tune with authenticity and staying true to yourself, because I think that that brings a sort of power to you and how you feel every day. I think I want to ask uh, what song, and I want to say song. Now, I know it's difficult because there are a lot of songs out there. One bitch. <laughs> One song. I want to know. Two. How about that? I want to know what song makes you feel the most powerful. And so I'm going to start with Stevie because, you know, Stevie loves music. his music. So I want to start with Stevie. Stevie knows what his song is. Oh. Okay, so my song, songs, I'm saying songs. Oh. No, no, I'm just yeah. it's only one song. It's only one song. Um, it's by an artist. Her name is Kina. Uh, the name of the song is Me. Um, I got introduced to the song maybe, maybe I want to say like nine years ago when like MySpace was like a big thing. Um, used to put like a song and I just like came across it like out of nowhere. Um, it's basically a song about being yourself, being me. Uh, there's a few lyrics if you guys want to take a look and listen to it. Uh, there's a few lyrics that she says her like she's really trying to find her inner me and find herself trying to get back to me instead of just being off into everything else. Um, the song really, really gets me going. Like it's one of those songs that I can just go to, and it just brings me back to the title of the song, "Me." Yeah, I love that. I'm actually gonna look that up. No, you know, for real. No, I'm trying for to real. identify okay. with me. You know what I'm which, saying? With me. <laughs> yeah. Which me are you talking about, Aaron? You got a couple me's. Well, I'm not. A, you know, I'm 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 not a Gemini. You know, I only got one of me. You know what I'm saying? Virgo life. Right. No, no, no. Um, uh. <laughs> Malik, what is your song? So, <laughs> um, I'm going to give the Beyonce girls, um, you know, a little bit of life, but, um, yes, <laughs> the queen shout out Trey. Um, I just want to say that my, the song that like really, really like makes me feel it. It makes me like feel my beat. It makes me like, no bitch. I am. I am that bitch. Come on. It's Deja Vu by Beyonce. Yeah. Like, no. Bitch, it's no shade. I don't care where I am. I heard that. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, bass. Hi hat. Baby, that beat drives my gay soul. It's no <laughs> shade, bitch. Like, oh my god, I like literally come alive. It's like it's no shade. I'm gonna be pumping when I, can, I just I, when I'm seventy, when I'm eighty, when I'm ninety. You play deja vu, bitch. I'm going to turn up. Like, mm. no shame. I'm in a music video. Yeah. Let me just say, um, now that it's my turn, I don't follow rules very well. Um, <laughs> Come on. So, as he said, one, I do have two, and I'm not changing it. <laughs> do your thing. So, my song 
I'm a huge female rap fan. And both of mine are by two female rap greats. <laughs> um, I got my girl Foxy. Legend. Legend. Oh yeah, by Foxy. It's a, it's a it's a good little reggae little hit uh-huh. that just makes me feel like I'm a boss. Yeah, bitch. Like, ooh, it's just it's good to me. But then you also gotta put the Diamond Princess legend, legend. in the in the mix. You know the baddest Miss Trina and Trick Daddy three hundred five. You know, um. Nan nigga. Shout out to Miami. Okay. Let me tell you, them two songs will put you in a good mood and make you maybe curse somebody out, but also do a little pop and a little wine. <laughs> so that is what I do to feel powerful. I feel like to feel powerful, you gotta be happy. You gotta be joyful. You gotta be wanting to to move your body, to shake, to do something, just to just to feel like you're in control. So, Aaron, what is your song? So my song changes uh, <laughs> every day. It, it 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 tends to change depending on you know what particular slice of power I'm looking for. But uh, right now, at this point in my life, I my song is "Humble" by Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. So. When I listen to that, so first of all, when I hear that first, like, yo, when I say my entire life just gets turned on, like, the it's like I'm putting on the, the, the brights on the car, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm letting everybody know what's up. And I start dancing around, like, waiting for the song to beat the drop so I can let them know what's up. And I think, for me, Humble's like, it's like a reminder, you know what I'm saying? Maybe y'all might have forgot. Who is running it out here? Who is the best at this? Who is really doing it? You know what I'm saying? Who is letting y'all know? But let me step in real quick and remind y'all so that y'all don't forget. And I think that is fantastic because sometimes we forget. We forget that we forget our worth and we forget what we can offer. And I think that it's good to have a little swagger sometimes. It's good to remind yourself and others, you know what I'm saying, to you know, sit down because I'm on top of this. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's really, really good. And also, you know, it just, it gets me live and I'll be in it. Like I know every word and I'm rapping it like I'm Kendrick himself. So that's my song. And let me tell y'all, um, for all y'all that loves Aaron, you know, cause we love him too <laughs> so much, but I have given, I've gotten a chance to see him dance. And it is probably the most joyful <laughs> bounce, Come on, bounce you can ever find. Okay. It's a, it's a, he, you know, he's tall. If you haven't met him, he's tall. Um, tall he's girl. tall. The legs is long. Yeah. But Bandy-legged. he, he, he <laughs> sits here and bounces like, you know what it reminds me of? No shade at all. I think of Bugs Life and just a day long day just bouncing. Yeah. Shade taken. That is shade and I refuse to receive it as anything but. <laughs> and it is probably. Oh my God. It is the funniest thing on my on the planet. And I can just envision him on Humble as soon as that beat drops. Him and his right leg and left leg going bouncing. Uh-huh. Nobody just pray bouncing. for me. It been all day for me, dog. Yeah. When I, if I hear those words, you about to see a whole different person. I'm about to shed my skin. It's about to be real, real awful in there. Oh, oh my goodness. But yeah. I mean, I think that this kind of goes into also the songs that you listen to goes into 
the things you watch, the things that you experience, the things that you that influenced you. Like my parents were, my dad loved Foxy. He loved, I don't know if it was the sex appeal, but <laughs> he loved Foxy. And he was he he all we fight all the time about uh Nikki and female rappers and things like that. And I think that those people, the the influences in your life, early childhood, um, even now influence the person you are. So for me, like I know TV shows truly influence me. I think that watching Will and Grace, I want to shout out to Will and Grace because you know they came back on Wednesday night. <laughs> um, but Will and Grace truly influenced me. But that was just being gay in general. I think that that was just a show that was like, oh, you see two two different two different gay men, yeah. one buttoned up, still trying to find himself, trying to. Um, if you haven't seen it, Will the lawyer is literally trying to find himself, and. Earlier in the seasons, well, trying to find himself, but trying to balance how to be himself and his authentic self and be gay, but also be the lawyer and the the button up that everyone wants to see. And then my other one, let me tell y'all, I was a kid sneaking to watch Noah's Ark. Yes, Noah's um, Ark. Noah and Wade, honey, let me tell you. They taught you some things, didn't they? They taught me some things, yeah, and Lord, wait, let me tell you. I had a little crush, little braids, you know, braid your hair. I was playing that back in the day. Uh, Mario, Mario, just imagine it, you know? That was did. a little little in me. That was a little, the little tray, the little baby. Little baby and then, you know, I also love, I love all the quintessentials, you know, girlfriends. Hey. Let me tell you. Yeah. I am a mixture of your girl Joan and Tony. Um, no shade. I love Ooh. Tony. But you know she a little bougette out sometimes. Um, but I'm a mixture of those and I feel like those things really helped me secure secure who I was. And I didn't want to emulate, but I think I also wanted to use those characteristics and those traits that they had that were of quality mm. and uh amplify them within myself. I feel like what did y'all what did y'all think of shows or characters or people that influenced you as a kid? Um I would say that um really obviously I think Noah's Ark had um an influence or anybody who saw Noah's Ark that is black and that is gay um, I'm sure that 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 had an influence on your life um, just to see like Noah. Well, first of all, like that was for me, that was the first time a mask femme relationship was like highlighted mm -hmm. um, for me, I will say. Um, and it was like really, really beautiful to see the character Noah like in his like feminine ways and to recognize that, oh, wow, there is someone out there like me, you know, mm -hmm. Um I would also say that Queer as Folk is also one of my biggest influences. Even though it was white, it was still <laughs> like, no shade, bitch. It was a lot going it on with Queer as Folk. Like, no shade. So um, that was also a really, really like big show that I always watched. And um, another show was like Degrassi. Like, Ooh. no shade. That really, really... Um, again, even though it wasn't any Black gay characters up there, there were like young 
men up there identifying as gay. And it was like nice to see and to connect because sometimes when we can't be powerful, we can be powerful through the extension of like a character or a friend or a family member, you know? Um, so to see that uh, displayed back then is amazing. And I'm really happy that we're, we're starting to have like a lot of represent representation on TV because it's so important for younger gays to see that, that, you know, there's a life and you can live a life, a happy life as you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to change. And I think that's one thing that's different that when we were younger, it was just like gay is wrong, you know? And that's the reason why we battle with a lot of uh, things that we battle with now because we are undoing what we've been taught and what has been like ingrained in, into our minds. So, yeah. I mean, Stevie, what is, what is your, your, your take? Well, I'm a little upset with all of y'all bitches because y'all didn't stole all the shows that I wanted to use. <laughs> I'm just going to say, um, y'all stole Noah's Ark. Um, I love Noah's Ark. Um, Queer Folk, I really didn't watch as much. Noah's Ark was like really my lane and my thing. Um, but again, sorry, uh, I love to, you know, watch Noah's art more than Queerest Folk, but with the shows, I didn't really have any shows that really touched me except for Noah's art. Mm. Queerest Folk, I didn't watch at all. <laughs> I didn't watch it as much as Malik seems to have watched it. I did not watch it like that. Um, so I gathered all my notes from Noah's art. And again, you girls stole my show, so I really ain't got that much on the show. But who did you connect with? Like Noah <laughs> and a little bit of Alex. Yeah. Uh, none of the other girls, girls on the show. No, the girls, girls, you know. Uh, Alex is very out there. I'm a little out there, you know, sometimes. So I really connected with him. Like, hey, girl, you know, stuff mm. like that that he used to say on the show. Um, but yeah, Noah's Ark was pretty much it for me. I didn't really had there wasn't really that many shows out there. Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch Will and Grace. I'm sorry, I wasn't a Will and Grace head. Um, but Noah's Ark is definitely something I connected to. How about you, Aaron? Did you connect with any shows? I know you're a cartoon, anime, fantasy oh, man. Okay. Love a good role play. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am very much a um, cartoons and anime fantasy kid. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, like Malik said, the whole gay is wrong thing. It kind of shaped me, you know, and I think that as an adult, I've, you know, moved beyond that. But when I was a kid, it was like I ran away to a fantasy world where being who I was was cool. And what I identified the most with was that 90s X-Men cartoon because it, it, it was crazy because, you know, the premise of the show is that these are, you know, special people who defend a world that hates and fears them. Yeah. And... I loved that because one, they were heroes, which was awesome. People loved them and wanted to be around them, but then there were other people who didn't love them. And, you know, I love the idea of becoming someone that was completely okay with who they were, you know, with, you know, the fact that they were different from quote unquote normal humans, you know, they were mutants and they loved themselves and who they were. And you had people that struggled with their identity. So for me, you know, even as a kid, I identified with that because, I sometimes, you know, didn't, I didn't understand you know, what was happening within me and I knew that I was different and uh, I wanted to be okay with being different. I wanted people to love me for being different. And so that's why I just gravitated to X-Men. I mean, like that's to this day, my absolute favorite um, comic book, you know, Marvel, DC, everything like it's X-Men rules uh, because, you know, I just, I love the idea of 
loving you despite the fact that people don't love you, you know, on the, on the outside and, you know, some, some's different inside you, but that doesn't matter. Uh, I loved that. So that was what, you know, that, that shaped me when I was a kid, just the fantasy world. Now I know that we all, hopefully we've all seen X-Men. I need everybody <laughs> to give me a character that they surely identified was influenced by. Just give me a character. Cause I know you've seen it. You know, of maybe one character, Shit, you can just say Wolverine and say he was maybe fine. I don't even care. I just know that I want one person, everybody to give me one person. I'll start so I could take one from everybody. I love me some Storm. Why you take my girl? And I knew Stevie was going to be mad. Um, But, you know... I love Storm, and not that she was like the most powerful and like the baddest, but I just love seeing that black woman there, you know, tearing it up, giving you the mistress of the elements, you know, and her backstory was what always got me. Okay. Um, but yes, I was a Storm head. Aaron, it's your turn. Well, you know, I know the different layers. Of X-Men. So I'm going to take it from the very top. I'm going I'm to keep it nice and surface with y'all. From the main X-Men, I think the person that I loved the most was Rogue. Mm. I loved Rogue because she's had such a long journey to acceptance with her powers, which for me was a long journey to my acceptance with you know my queer identity. And how her powers were related to touch and intimacy and not being able to get close to the people that she loved because of that block that she had. And I think that mirrors me also, you know, I have had such a long time being emotionally stunted when it comes to relationships and um, learning to relate to people and not wanting to touch them because being afraid that I would hurt them, being afraid that I was too cold or too distant. And, uh, you know, Rogue had those same kind of feelings. And so I identified so strongly with her and I love her journey, both in the comics and in the show. And uh, so I love her the most out of all of them, you know, on the, of the main X-Men, because y'all know some joints that I could go a little deeper, but y'all wouldn't know what I was talking about. So, <laughs> so what about you, Stevie? You stole my girl, uh, Trey, <laughs> but I'm still going to say Storm because she was the baddest. And in some of these movies, they've made her look very weak, but my girl is always shining and she is that bitch that everyone should fall in love with. Um, but I would say Storm just because, again, she, like Trey said, she is that black face. There wasn't too many black people in the X-Men. So Storm, I felt like really stood out for the African-American, the, well, her being from Africa, her being just the queen of, you know, her tribe, whatever she had in Africa and just, again, being that bitch. So I'm still going to say Storm. I'm sorry. Me and Trey are saying the same person, but Storm is my bitch. I'm sorry. Okay, so I would have to say Jean Grey, just because, like, bitch, no shade. Like, she cuts a fucking fool. Like, yeah. bitch, no shade. Like, you know, a lot of the girls, like, really sleep on Jean. You know what I'm saying? Let me just tell you. I'm going to tell you, once this hits Twitter, they going to come for you. Because I've seen several people recently say Jean needs to be thrown Away. and left for dead. Uh-huh. So they're going to come for you. I'm they just going to, just, no. you're resilient. You you can be fine, yeah. but I'm just going to let you know. Girls you know. Yeah, I have on my big girl panties come and on. it's very much I'm paying the girls for my sister Jean. And 
you know, also, you know, she has that other complex Phoenix, you know, so it's just like when she turns into Phoenix, bitch, she she can literally destroy the fucking world. And I fucking love that, you know, so, yeah, I, I connect most with Jean. Those are some really good choices. We'll be right back. This is Malik and you're listening to him. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at him podcast and make sure you visit our website at himpodcast.com. All right. So the last thing that I want to talk about today is goals. I think that is very important to set goals in general uh, with your life. And uh, I wanted to ask you know, just what you know the goals are with my fellow people in here, you know, just uh, to get an idea of what we're striving for here, you know, living in New York City. So um, let's start with Trey. Trey, what, uh, what, what goals do you have in mind? Do you have a goal in mind? Do you have a few? What's going on with you? Lord, goals. Um, I feel like people always ask what type of goals you have. But like my dreams and aspirations in life is not to be happy, is to have money and happiness associated with it. And also um, maybe a man. Depends on how y'all men act because I do not need one. I just like to have one by my side. Um, But no, seriously. My goals, short term, I've been thinking, I want to put myself in a position in the next few months where I can be receiving internships that will drastically alter what I do. Um, I have an internship now, which I love. My intern, my boss for my internship is amazing, so understanding, um, is very supportive, and I don't want to leave, but I also want to expand. I have dreams of working, um, doing PR, social media, directing, um, visually directing, curating um, for the entertainment industry. I mean, I want to be doing the music. I want to be doing everything. You may catch me working at Tidal to me working at fucking uh, Columbia Records. Like, anywhere. You can catch me anywhere. And I just want to kind of not leave my internship, but find another internship that uh, advances me into a, a place where I'm able to receive those offers or receive those other blessings. So let me go to Stevie. Yes, you Ooh. Stevie. Oh, hey, hello. hello. <laughs> yeah. What are your goals, um, baby? I honestly want a new job as a whole. But my thing is, I really don't know what direction I want to go in as far as a job. Um, this my job now. I've been there for seven years. Um, and I need to find a new avenue, but I think my goal is finding the avenue that I want to go down because right now I'm at like a standstill and life is not, you know, I'm not getting any younger, excuse me. I'm not getting any younger. So it's time for me to get my shit together, um, and find a new avenue for me to go down. Um, I don't know where I'm going to start or how I'm going to do it, but I want to have like set a deadline for myself probably by the end of the year to have something like set in stone or ready for me just to like make a new move because I've been at a place for so long. Um, that's, you know, pretty much it for me. Like I just need to find where I want to go next. Yeah. And um, I think that um, how do you, how are you going to go about like 
finding what avenue are you going to try some new things? Or? I definitely try some new things. Something that I'm not comfortable with. Like again, coming out of your comfort zone. Um, I just don't know which way to go yet. That's that's just my biggest thing. But eventually, by the end of the year, I think I should be out of it. Like getting myself there. I mean, that's something that I think we all not struggle with, but all want to do is to find a a footing where you're not feeling complacent and just not feeling in a standstill, but still growing and still loving what you're doing. And I know going to school is draining my life source, but it gives me a place to look at my options and make sure that I'm 100% sure that I'm not at a standstill five to 10 years from now because then I'm just going to be like, okay, what's my next? I'm always, even though I'm already always thinking of the next move, I don't want to continuously feel like I'm missing out on something when I'm really not. So what are you, what about you, Aaron? Cause you seem. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I haven't been uh, very vocal about it, but I am, I applied to Fordham university, uh, the Lincoln uh, center campus. And I will be finding out uh, within the next week or so if I gained entry to the university. So, um, And we know he did already, so they better, might as well hurry up and send that acceptance. <laughs> Here's hoping. We're speaking so, it into existence. All right, let our girl in real quick. So for me, my, my goal is uh, not only to gain entry to Fordham, but to gain entry to the theater program. Uh, I'm an aspiring actor, something else I haven't really been very vocal about, which is strange, but... Uh, here I am saying it, and uh, there's an audition, you know, for the performance program that I want to be a part of. And so, for me, my goal is to gain entry to that program. So I am working on different monologues and trying to see which ones fit me the best and which ones are really going to showcase my talent. So, uh, you know, send up a little juju for me, a little good juju up in the air. But that's my goal for the next six months is to get into the program and start school. So. You know, that's what's going on for me. I mean, that's pretty much it for me. That's that is my life right now. Now, um, Aaron, what type of films are you aspiring to uh, be placed in? You know, a little porn. No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I uh, I actually have a really, really big love for stage theater. Uh, I always have. Um, I love the how immediate stage theater is. You know, film and TV. Not to you know diminish it, but. Uh, you kind of have time to kind of figure it out. You can cut and do it again and, you know, really capture the emotion the way that it needs to be captured. When you're on stage, it's right there. You have to make them hate you. You have to make them feel sorry for you. You have to make them laugh with you. And it has to happen right then. And there's a rush that you get when you achieve that, when you're able to make them laugh, when you're able to, you know, make them not like you or boo you. And when they stop thinking of you as you and start thinking of you as the character, it's like you realize that because you feed off the audience's energy and it's so beautiful in that moment and you feel it and it's incredible. And so something that I'm, you know, honestly become addicted to. So that's what I want to do. I want to be on stage. Um, so that's my goal. Now, I really want to um, just say that are you down for nudity? Um, because oh, the I kind of want to know if we could uh, ask Issa from Insecure, because I need you on that show. Okay. <laughs> um, I need a gay character in general on Insecure, okay. but 
I feel like Aaron would be perfect, but you know she likes to make the men nude. So you able to do that? Yeah, you know I might have to do a few uh, a few sit ups first, but you know I could I could I could you know give him a little full frontal. You know what I'm saying? Maybe once, maybe twice, uh, depending on my mood. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm willing to sacrifice for my art. You know what I'm saying? Let him know what's going on so that people might be interested in my next project. You know, so I'm here for it. Okay, so let me stop because I'm really probably have all these little Aaron stands out here, hot and bothered. <laughs> so Malik, let me let me move to Malik because we know he got a few stands himself. No, oh yeah, yeah, Be that as it may, um, I am really looking forward to like change internships. Um, I think that one thing that you have to be smart about when making moves is just like. First of all, recognizing what you currently have, but also recognizing what you could have, so to speak. So right now, like I'm already at a paid internship, but it's I'm not really learning anything and I'm just like working. Um, and I really want a new term, new internship in publishing. Um, I already have like a, a job waiting for me upon graduation. So like I'm really not. At this point, I'm really not like concerned about making money, but more so like really following my heart and doing what I what I love and what I want to do. You know, um, a big reason for me moving to New York City was because I wanted to change, and I really, really wanted to come here for a better opportunity and to really pr- provide myself with a better life. And that's what I've been doing thus far. So I'm going to continue to do that. And with that being said, I've just honestly been applying to internships at uh, major publishing companies here and major publishing houses. So um, I look forward to that, that, that happening. And I also want to continue like writing more. Um, something that I don't speak about is, is that I'm a writer. Some of my work is on our website <laughs> come on get it together promote yeah, yeah. you can bitch. definitely check out a few of my pieces um under the malik tab um but yeah that's pretty much all i want to do and to continue to um produce this podcast and that's really all i have in store you know and let me say that we're gonna get aaron and stevie up with their own personal stuff oh, yeah. showing up on this website this good old him mm-hmm. podcast.com mm-hmm. and you never know what type of scenes Aaron may put up there hopefully they're oh. not nude scenes you asked him to be nude though yeah but mm-hmm. that was just for the stands uh-huh. that was not for my own personal <laughs> just, enjoyment just for check um, okay. but I mean let's be clear y'all talked a whole bunch about professional goals what are some personal goals I mean so far, I think we're all single. <laughs> all of us, yeah. All of us. Uh-huh. That's isn't that strange. Uh, all of us. Him is single. single. Uh-huh. So I mean, y'all got any personal goals y'all want to accomplish? Um, I would like to. Uh, I would honestly like to get back out there and like really date seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I haven't had enough yet, bitch. Like no shade. Like you still want to play. I've dated some guys and they're you know beautiful gowns, cute gowns. Um, <laughs> but you yeah. know, I really moved uh, to New York to like to be served, bitch. Like no shade, and nobody has served me yet. Like when I meet people, they're handsome and they're fun, but. I haven't met anybody that's doper than me yet. And like, I'm really ready to like feel it, you know, like make me feel it. That was real shady. That was, but oh. I, was, I was just doper, with you. I ain't taking you out. Doper, uh-uh. than, doper me. than me. 
No shame. Like, I mean, I think I that mean, when, I, when I'm when approaching the idea of actually dating someone long term, they need to be as interesting as me or I'm like going to lose. No, I agree. Focus. No equal. No, no I agree. No I agree. equal. I we can't be do. equal. This can't be 50 Well, 50. I mean, like as dope as me, you know we what I'm saying? We can be on the same level. Or dope her, you know? I, don't but, want nobody, no, I, I mean, want doper than me, you got to, you got to be upgrade. You gotta upgrade you. Upgrade me, okay. Okay. Um, okay. I just, I just want the girls to come to the table, you know, with something. You know what I'm saying? And not, not, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing any shade. But that again, was shade. Like, you gotta stop saying that you ain't throwing shade when you throwing it. She's I throwing am shade, not y'all. throwing Listen, shade, girls. Girl, she throwing shade. It's cute for her though. We in the library for a reason. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, and I got my glasses on. Okay. Yeah. My goal is, uh, I just want my hair to get longer. That's a personal goal. Go I just, ahead, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I spent four years in the military, and you know, they have a really, really huge, like, just like hair restrictions. It can only be so long. And um, since I got out, I have been, I've been growing it, and it's just not going fast enough for me. I mean, you know, I've been, I've been doing the vitamins. I've been, Your oils. I've been okay, yeah, I've been, I've been doing oils. my oils. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing everything I need to do, and just, uh, just, I think, because I'm looking at it every day. Uh, but I really want it to be long. I, I'm, I'm trying to be Gerald from Hey Arnold out here, and uh, so that's my personal goal. I just I want my hair to get longer. I mean, I, you know, it'd be nice to have a boyfriend, but my hair is more important. So, I know that's Lord, <laughs> he probably wants somebody to braid his hair as well. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey yo, if you braid hair and you live in New York City, what's up? What's oh, a lot of the mm. braid here too? You know, they braid something else. Braiding okay. a lot of things over there <laughs> in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're Brooklyn. Jeez, <laughs> Look at him. But, but no. But no. Oh my God. Like, he's oh my so God. Excited. The Brooklyn girls. He's looking. Give it Brooklyn snack. Okay. <laughs> mm, he's uh, but no. Okay, Stevie, it is your turn. We came from you last. <laughs> Y'all always coming for my ass, and I'm yes. sick of it. What um, is your personal goal? Come on, get it together. I, I want a man. I oh, just Jesus. want a man. Yeah. I want a man. I've had relationships that have not worked out the mm. best. Every relationship is a learning experience. I'll knock none of my exes. I know some people who knock their exes yeah. down. I knock them. I don't knock my, at least not my last one. Oh. I don't mm. knock him. We did not have the best thing going because the reason that, you know, we broke up. But I don't knock him. Um, and we are still cordial. Um, mm. We speak very frequent. But nevertheless i am looking for a man you know i want a solid relationship and i say to myself sometimes i am a lot to handle but i really want a man in a new job that's still personal to me i need a new job i need some more coins flowing through a little coin for me and a little coin for nobody else that's me but those are two personal things a man and a job and getting myself together Oh my god, that is hilarious! So you didn't make it sound like it was hilarious. No, it's not hilarious. No, but I'm just saying, like shady we all shady. Right. <laughs> she was talking about Malik, but she's shady too. Let me shady. tell you, they think I'm shady, but I'm not. I'm just speaking. You're, you're a class. Um, yes, I throw the good class over mm-hmm, there. With the glass. But um, glass. no, it was a great show. I mean, we had so much fun. Like I learned so much about y'all every single time we record it is literally hilarious i mean gerald over here aka daddy long legs yeah it's a block fang ah. and mr 
Lord, you better upgrade me, bring a seat to the table. <laughs> Doper than me. You know, okay. you know. And you coins. Know. Over I, here, coin, I want coin, coin, coin. All the coins. Lord. And a man. Coins and, and, and me over here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing nothing wrong. So. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, that she wants a man, but she don't even step outside the house. Yeah, Look, uh-huh. you need to find me. I don't be chasing after nobody. You got to find me. Hashtag jacked. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I got yeah. I got several stories that um reasons why I will not be on there. We but, gotta talk um, about Jack in the future. Yeah, yes, we will. Definitely. We surely will. It'll be an in-depth discussion. Um if y'all see one of us, don't you uh click because you actually may be talked about. Um but <laughs> No click. Click on me. No, no, don't click on him. You got well, enough cl- fans Click there. click on Daddy Long Legs. Uh-huh. Um and we will be right back. <laughs> hey guys, we're back. Thank you for tuning in. It was another great episode. Um, we're leaving now, so make sure you check out our Twitter and Instagram at Him Podcast. As well, you can go over to our website at himpodcast.com. Make sure to leave us a message, comments. Make sure you also check out our recent blog post. And uh, comment and rate on iTunes and SoundCloud. I mean, we love to hear from everybody. 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 And and we just like to interact with y'all. So look, don't be afraid to DM us questions. Not no pickup and shooting your shots. Don't this is not what we're here news, for. Bitch. I just want that just, to give me a question. Yes, girl. just a question, you know. Um, but just don't be afraid. We always want to hear from you. So don't be afraid. Like us, do everything that you can. I mean, share with a friend as well. We're a community. Share. And we love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and visiting our website and taking a look at our Instagram and our Twitter. Love you so much. Hey, babes, it's Aaron. You're listening to him. You got questions. We got answers every Sunday. Check us out on Twitter at him podcast and we'll give you an answer to whatever question you got. 